Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hello there. My name is Lauren Heath, the empathpreneur, and I am sitting in for Josh Carey today as a guest host on the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. And I am sitting here with Jennifer today, who is amazing. She works with individuals, helping them build their dreams, accelerate their results, and create a prosperous, fulfilling life. Who wouldn't want a prosperous and fulfilling life? (laughs) Welcome, Jennifer. How are you feeling today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. So, so tell us, you know, what is it exactly that you do? You know, it sounds like you, you know, basically you change people's lives. Tell us more about what that looks like. Yeah. So I'm a mindset coach. I had to really, you know, it took me a while to develop or really hone in on what I was trying to do because I have a background. I always tell people this, I have a background in network marketing, had incredible mentors, influencers for the last 21 years that I've been an entrepreneur. But, you know, I recognized during that journey that there were things that I really, really loved within that journey. And there were things that just really weren't aligning, I guess, I don't want to say core values because I got into that because of that, you know, that type of business, but there were pieces of that, that I wasn't really super excited about. And so I, during my, I want to say my whole personal development journey, I came to really recognize what my superpowers are and what I was gifted at. And one of those is inspiring people. It's getting people motivated and, and helping them see big picture. And so what I do is I go in and I really help people develop their mindset and in doing so increase their self-belief. And so I always tell people, I'm that person, if you want to run that marathon, I'm going to help you get to that finish line. That's what I enjoy doing. So it's all about strengthening the mindset, giving them strategies. I always say to sneak around, sabotaging behaviors, limiting thoughts, because everything you know, starts with a thought first and moves into the behavior. So if we can crush those from the get-go and get you rock solid in mindset and increase your self-belief, you can slay your day, win your best life. I love that. Slay your day. Sounds like you're basically, you know, someone's personal cheerleader, which I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't want a cheerleader in their corner. I love that. Um, I love what you said, you know, about mindset. And, you know, I know for me, you know, I understand now the importance of mindset and, but, you know, I think mindset is something that people have been talking about for, for years, but it's now starting to become, you know, more accepted. I know for me, 
several years ago, you know, with my business, you know, people are like, you know, you need to work on your mindset. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Like I need to work on my business. And I didn't realize how they really go hand in hand. Yeah. Like if if you're growing yourself, then you can grow your business. hundred percent. I tell people it's kind of like your vitamins, you know, it's really, you know, when I'm coaching individuals, I tell them it's really non-negotiable. If you want to grow in any area of your life, personal, professionally, physically, on any level, you have to work on you first. You have to be the priority and the piece because, you know, it took me so long to figure that out. And I talk about this all the time, chasing crisis and chasing goals. They're very similar. And when I went through my health journey, one of the things I noticed is that I was always in this either in the middle of chasing a crisis or in the middle of chasing a goal. And so if I wasn't doing a crisis, then I was looking for the next goal, right? And then here, here, think about what happens every time this happens. You reach that goal and you're super excited because, oh, you finished it, right? It's like powerful. And then what happens immediately? You're like, what's next? You're like, what, what do you do now? And you have that whole letdown. It's kind of like the story you hear about the marathon runner that they run the marathon and they're so excited about the training, not really the training, but the end result, right? And then they get to the end and they're like, yes, I did it. And then they're kind of sad, right? They're kind of sad because they let down. That was what I recognized for me was that I was doing this constantly. I was chasing these goals or chasing a crisis. And I would be super excited when I got to the finish line that I conquered it and I, and I weathered through it. But then I'd be really sad afterwards. And so- through this whole journey, that is how I developed my mindset. I found techniques to help me get through that. And they're not rocket science. They're just things that I did very consistently so that I could create long-term change. Sustainability is what we want, right? And in the process of that, that helped me get better at embracing the process versus getting hung up on that end result. So it, 100%, it's all about the space between your ears. And it's how you process and look at that journey going through it, that's going to make all the difference in the end. I love your focus, uh, on the journey portion. I think, you know, so often we're just, like you said, have our eyes on the result. Okay. This is what I'm working towards. And then we miss all these moments and things in between where it's like, once you get to the end, you're like, wow, I actually, I actually did a lot in between. Like I need to stop and really uh, like soak that in and absorb it. So I think that's so powerful. And I love what you said about chasing crisis and chasing goals. It really is. I had never thought of it in that way. It's that's really powerful. Yeah. It took me a while to come to that one. <laughs> Cause I mean, really, I was like, you know, for so long, I'm like, why is this a repeated cycle? Like, why do I have this success and I fall off? Like I, you know, I did, I did very well in my companies that I was in. I built teams in different organizations. I mean, I've run marathons. I've done a lot of different things and I could never figure out why I could have all this success, but I always felt like I was swimming upstream. You know what I mean? And it was like this constant battle. And so it really took this big traumatic event in my life to humble me, bring me to my knees and go, you know what, Jennifer, you've, you're, you're doing these behaviors, which are these sabotaging behaviors that keep leading you back to these patterns and you're not getting out of that. And so going back, you know, to this whole idea of being open to changing and adapting, it's really about when you make that decision to say, you know what, I don't really like the circumstance I'm in right now. I can be better. And what do I need to do to make that change to be better? And that's when I think you really become open to learning and being a sponge and soaking things up and going, how can I make these little pivots in my life, you know, to just improve upon who I am? I love that. I appreciate too, that you, you know, said that, you know, you went through something, you know, very intense and traumatic in your life. And it seems like that was kind of the spark that, 
that pushed you in that direction. And that I so relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of people do. It's like, you know, for me, it was, you know, my divorce, I, you know, had my business. And, you know, once my divorce kind of happened, it shook me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't keep doing things the same way that I was doing. And so that's when I really dove into mindset and taking care of myself. And then I saw my business just grow exponentially and not just my business, but like my relationships with my friends change, relationships with my family, like everything in my life changed. So I think it's so powerful what you were saying about how, you know, when we're, when that does happen, you know, whether it's something larger and traumatic, or maybe just kind of a light bulb moment, it's like, then once we open ourselves up, then all these things kind of start coming to us. It's incredible. 100%. I love everything you just said. It's so true. It is. It's really, we all are on our own journey, you know, and there's nobody that I can tell you all day long, all these things, but until you're ready to receive it, it makes no difference. And so I think we're all on this journey of life and we hit these moments at different times. And, you know, I talk about defining moments and when you have this, this period, you know, this, this point in your life where you say, this has to stop, like this right now cannot continue, you know, and, and I taught, and I've had those, I've had several of those. I've had some, a couple big ones. I talk about them in my book. They're just major defining moments where I said, this is not going to continue. And those were some of the best decisions that I made because they really allowed me to become that sponge and move forward and make those changes. I get so excited when I think about it because I, I make so you know light of it because at the time it was so huge. But as we, we heal and get better, we recognize that that was big at the time and it was bad and we had to go through it but it taught us so much and look where it brings you to now, you know, and we're still, I feel like a work in progress. I mean, continually, I know you are, I am, I'm growing every day. I'm continually looking to, to mentors and people that are doing better than me and, and, and just taking in their knowledge and being like, what are you doing? Share with me, you know? Mm, that's so powerful. And I love that you shared that you have a mentor too, because even people who are coaches and mentors, they still have mentors. You know, it's like when people say th even therapists need a therapist, you know, everyone who's trying to up level. And actually you, I was reading, you had this, uh, I believe is a blog post about growing uh, your business during the 2020, pan 2020 pandemic. And you said, you know, you are who you surround yourself with. Um, and if you're not, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are not kind of pushing you, then, you know, just how you let them go. Tell me more about that. Oh, you just gave me chills. Yes, yes. <laughs> I always talk about your circle and influence. If you are the smartest person in the room, find another room to be in. You know, when you make the decision to, to surround yourself with the right people, they force you to level up. They force you to be better, to want to be better. And it's not a, I want to be better because I want to compete with you, or I want to be better because I want to be better than you. It's because they inspire you to want to grow, you know, and that's what it is for me. When I get, I, I get so excited in, in the room with think tank people. And when I mean think tank people, idea generating, they got the open tabs in their head, the yellow sticky notes everywhere. I mean, I'm an idea generator. Like I'm that person. If you got an idea, talk to me because I want to know. I'm getting excited thinking about it right now. Like I just get so excited about ideas. And so when I'm in the room with those people, they light me up because I know right now they're the change makers. They're the people that are reinventing. They're the people that are thinking of new ideas, birthing, you know, and I joke about it because, you know, 
here in the Dallas area, I network a lot. A lot of people, they, they call me because they know I know people and I have connections, but it's so funny because I joke every day. I'm like, who's going to call me about a business opportunity? Like, I can't do them all. I just can't. I don't have enough time in the day to do them all, but I'm not kidding you. It's like every day, somebody's like bringing something to me and they're like, so what do you think about this? And I'm like, it's a good idea. You need to go do it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so I, I, I think you're the people that you surround yourself with are immensely important. And if you don't, you know, I tell people, if you don't believe it, sit in a room with people that are not going anywhere. They're, they're not doing anything. They're not talking about ideas. They're talking about people. You walk out and you just feel depleted. There's nothing there. So, and you know, and so I have this like little test I do. It's three. I say, if you go in a room and you feel amazing in that room, you walk out and you're like, I love it stick with those people. If you feel okay, keep them around. But if you feel bad about yourself when you leave that room, it's time to cut it. Just find new people. Mm. I love it. That gave me goosebumps too. I, I gave me goosebumps. <laughs> it's, it's true. And I love what you said. And I relate to that. I'm an idea person. Like, you know, I, I can't help myself. You know, people are talking to me about certain things and I'm just like, oh, oh, and then you could do this, you know, always constantly strategizing. So I think that's, it's great. And you know, there's a, there's a level of vulnerability to that. Right. I know that I wasn't always like that in that I felt kind of nervous or self-conscious about sharing my ideas or worrying how they would be received by someone else. And then once I started surrounding myself with the right people, it was like, oh, that's a great idea. And what if you did this? And what if you did that? So um, I love what you were saying in your blog post about how, you know, in the process of doing these collaborations, you never know like when your big, your next big idea would come about. Uh, it's funny. I'm, I have my own podcast that I'm getting ready to start and I, I haven't, I hadn't started it yet because I was, I just couldn't figure out a name. I was racking my brain, you know, couldn't figure it out. And then I talked to, you know, like my little pod of people and within literally two minutes, we came up with a name. It's like, I have been trying for months to figure this out. I just took it to my people and we had it in an instant. So it's just so powerful. The way, you know, when you combine our brains, beautiful things happen. I would agree with you on that. And, and it cuts down the workload too, because I always say too, you know, just even in business there, you know, I'm partnering up with somebody right now. We're in the collaboration stages of re basically stretching my podcast. And so I'm partnering up with somebody and it's such a great thing because she's a strategist and I'm the visionary. And so when you can partner people up in business, even that bring different set of skills to the table, that's when your ideas can really be capitalized and moved forward. You know, so you got somebody like me, who's that idea generator and I'm coming up with ideas. I was laughing at what you were saying. Cause I'm like, you're probably probably like me, like I have a, in my hip pocket, I always have another solution. Like I got another idea to throw on the table. I'm like, you just told me that's not going to work. Hang on. I got another one. Let me pull it out of the pocket. You know, I'm always joking about that. But, you know, I also recognize myself that I'm not always great at the strategy part of things, how to do the hows of all of that. And that's the part where I get stumped sometimes because I'll come up with these great ideas. I'm like, let's go. We got it. We're all excited. And then they're like, okay, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, um, let me call my people. <laughs> Let me get them to help me. So it's so great when you can get people together. And yes, when you're trying to create names of, you know, podcasts or ideas, you can get that other person. And sometimes that one thing they say, you're like, there it is. That that's how it was supposed to go. You know? So kudos to you. I'm excited to hear you have a podcast going out. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. So I want to go back to something you said, because I think it's just so, so powerful. So you were, you know, I you're able to identify your strengths, right? You're a visionary, you're an idea person, same here, you're in good company. And then it sounds like you have a team that helps you take these ideas and implements them. 
how are you able to, well, I guess my first question is at what point did you realize I need those people to help me strategize and execute? And number two, how did you start, you know, what did that process look like of finding those people to help you make this, you know, large idea and everything happen? I think those are great questions, by the way. Thank you. So um, the idea goes back to those defining moments again, you know, where you recognize I am a solution finder. So when I recognize something is not working, my theory is I can't keep doing something that isn't working. That's just the definition of insanity. Like I cannot keep doing this and, and go back to what I said earlier about the chasing crisis and the chasing goals. You know, like I had this pattern of having success and falling off, you know, people on the outside look at me and they're like, okay, this, this gal has done so many great things. But inside, I knew that I wasn't fulfilled and those things weren't sticking long term. So I had to get really crystal clear about the idea that I needed to change. I didn't like what was happening. And once I made that decision, that allowed me to be open to now saying, hey, you know, what? it's not always about me. I don't have to be the solo person in everything I do. There are other people that can bring great qualities to what I'm doing and enhance my skills. And I can also enhance theirs. I can bring somebody in who maybe they don't need to be that person that's always in the spotlight or always, I mean, I love Love talking, you know, this is, I love my podcast. I love talking and sharing and motivating and getting people fired up, but I don't love the minutia stuff. Like I don't like doing paperwork and that behind the scenes, you know, there are people that love that stuff. Right. And so for me, it was really just, you know, I had this moment and I've had several where I realized I got big things I really want to do. Like I want to leave a mark before I go out of this place. My kids are grown. I'm in a place now. I have two adult children. I have one left at home that's in high school. I'm in a place where I can really do the things I want to do. And I have the confidence to do it. You know what I mean? I'm at a place where I feel good about who I am and my, and my superpower. So it's really just making that decision and then finding them. You know, I believe it goes back to what you throw out there. They come back in. So meaning, you know, when I was going to write my book, I tossed that idea around for a year. I'll give you an example. And I all of a sudden, as I'm tossing it out there and I'm sharing it to people, guess what happens? Publicists start showing up, writers start showing up, editors start showing up. All of a sudden, I have like this network of like 10 or 15 people that are looking to for this opportunity to help people with book writing. So we got the book done in five months. Bam, it was done. You know, so it it just it's I because you and I, we talked about just a few minutes ago, we're both visionaries. We see potential. I don't really look at risk the same way a lot of people do. I know there are risks. I know they're there and I'm just willing to go. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to do what it takes to get where I need to be. And I, and I, I think of things as exploration. So when I go into something, I'm like, I'm exploring this. I'm going to see how it works out, you know, but I also know there's going to be risk and I'm going to put myself out there and the bright people are going to show up when they need to show up. So I, I do a lot of networking. If you want to cut it down to what's the real, you know, like what does the work look like? I do a lot of networking. I'm a connector. And so I, I really try hard to pour value into people. When I meet people, it's not about, can I pitch them what I'm doing? It's really about how can I add value to you? Who can I connect you with? Who has what you need? Let me, let me get you in the right place. And the great thing about doing that is people trust that's who I am. So they come back to me and they, and they bring opportunity to me and allow me to present to them as well. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes connections all about connecting. Oh yeah. I, I love that. I've always called myself a bridge builder. Like, just like you were saying, you know, you have someone in your world where you see a strength and, oh, you know that they're good at this and, oh, you, this person, oh, you need to talk. You have to connect. So I love that, that you sounds like you are that as well in your world and in, you know, your people's world. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity 
opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. So I love what you were saying about how you're not afraid to take risks. Um, that instantly made me think of, I heard someone say once, you know, visionaries, you know, we're not afraid to jump off the cliff and, you know, we're building our own parachute on the way down. Right. right. So I, I love that. I thought that was really beautiful. And I think it's really great that, you know, the way in which you see it, and I, I completely agree with you, is that we're taking our strengths, our superpowers, and we're allowing other people who have opposite superpowers, you know, and to really hone theirs and, and we learn from each other. I know with my, um, business, you know, I had someone who like, you know, you were saying, you know, it's really into the, the back end, you know, making the spreadsheets and, you know, formatting things and all this stuff that I, I can appreciate. I love the results that it brings, but it's not how I want to spend my time. It's not my strength, but yeah. she loves it and she's passionate and she lights up and it's just a beautiful thing to see. So I love that, you know, we are able to both to find ways to find a place for these people and then have them kind of be a part of this greater vision that's being built. So I just think that's so beautiful. Um, you had posted something on your Instagram recently that I really, really loved. You were talking about how um, it's important to try something new and push yourself outside your comfort zones. What would you say, you know, what's the biggest chance that you've taken that has pushed you outside your comfort zone? Oh my gosh. I would, I probably would go back to when I had my big crisis, my health crisis. And the reason I say that, because that condition was so debilitating. It's, it's, it's a nerve condition in my le the left side of my face that was brought on after I went to a, de a dental appointment in 2012. But because it is so debilitating, it's, it's actually called a suicide disease. And when I was in the process of that, it brought me to a very low place in my life it, it, because I was suffering from chronic pain 24 seven. And this went on for four years. I mean, this was incessant nonstop every day for four years. And so I was doing a lot of trial and error in there really trying to figure out what was working because what happened is I'd reached a point in 2016 where I recognized that the medicine that I was doing, all the therapeutics that I was doing in the, in the actual medicine world were not working. So I had to really make this change to want to be better because I was on a lot of medication. I was on opiates. I was on benzos. I was on a lot of medication and you know, the trajectory when somebody's in that space. Okay. And so going back to everything we've been talking about, these defining moments, all of this, I had to make a decision, do or die to heal myself. I had to figure that out because I knew that I had young children at that time. They, when we started this, they were, I think they were 16, 12 and eight when this started. So they were still in that teen years that we were going through this. And so I really 
didn't know that anything I was going to do was ever going to work, but I knew that I had to get better. And so for me, that was the hardest thing because I talk about this freely. I'm not afraid to admit this. There was a, there were many days where I said, if there would have been a weapon sitting on the table, I would have ended it. I would have just been done with it because it was so hard to suffer through that pain every day. And I had never felt pain like that before. So I will tell you that, but I will tell you on the flip side of that, let's coin that on the other side, why it's made me so like this new like, I guess, zest for life. Because when I came out on the other side of that, I recognized how strong I really was. Like I, I not only physically, but mentally to go through that. And it gave me just a whole new outlook. And that's why when you're talking about that post, if you want to do something, do it. You're never too old. Unless you have a physical reason why you can't do something, it's really evolving and it's going to come straight from your headspace. It's what you think you're worth and, and capable of doing. You have to have the self-worth and it has to be important for you. And for me, living and being healthy and being around for my children, that was important to me. And so I had to make those hard decisions. And what I mean by hard is I had to go against conventional treatment. I had to go find my own course of action, working with holistic practitioners. And really, I, I didn't even want to say they fixed me. It was really me doing my homework. I got out there and got busy and went to work and did a lot of research and ended up making lifestyle changes. Did that with, you know, taking 11 months before I even saw any improvement in sight and really just having to run on faith. So I don't, a lot doesn't scare me. The only thing that I probably wouldn't do is skydive. I do not want to skydive. <laughs> that I don't have a desire for. But anything else, I'm probably game. I I have nightmares about skydiving, so I completely understand. Yeah, that uh, one's not calling my name right now. Yep, no, not feeling it. <laughs> no. Wow, that is an incredible story. And thank you for, you know, your vulnerability and, and for sharing that. And I love what you're saying, how you, you know, you talk openly about that, which is not, and I'm sure it wasn't an easy thing to do at first. No, that's a really vulnerable space that you were in. And I love that, you know, your kids and your health and being around for them was your why. And it was your reason. It was your motivator. And, you know, if you weren't seeing results for 11 months, like that's a, that's a yeah. long time to keep pushing through. So I really admire your, your resilience and, you know, persistence. Thank you. I'll tell you too, when you talk about me being vulnerable to share that I've healed and that that's the big difference. We're nine years out from when this started four year, you know, I started healing, working on myself in 2017. I'm in a great place now. And that's what I tell people. I feel, you know, I wake up every day and, and this is how, you know, I feel when you know, you're in the right place doing what you need to be doing. When you wake up every day, feeling that excitement, that energy, that, you know, I, I, for the longest time, you know, I do a to-do list every day and I talk about affirmations and gratitude. I mean, there were days when I would have to write on my paper, you know, I was thankful for the forks in my drawer. That's where I was mentally. There were days when my affirmation looked like this today, I'm going to make magic happen. And I didn't believe it. Now I wake up. I'm not, and, I, and I'm not joking about this. I sincerely feel this way. I get up every day and I know I drive my husband crazy because I walk in the kitchen and I'm like, something magical is going to happen today. And I have no idea what that is, but something magical is going to happen today. You know, and I'm sure he's back there thinking, oh goodness, where's this going today? You know, but that's how I feel every day. And I just, you know, it's, it's, 40 something years that it took me to get there, you know, and I wish I would have figured it out sooner. But I, again, go back to what we've talked about. Everybody is on their own learning curve. 
And I just feel like I was put here to do something to help people and to inspire them and to help them remove the labels, the diagnosis, whatever, you know, the, the stuff is that you're attaching yourself to and tell you that, you know, my mantra in my podcast, you know, as always, I start off today is a great day to be brave. You might as well start now. You have the power to change your circumstances. Any day you decide, let today be that day. Rise up, be amazing, be you, do you. So it's all about you finding you and really just in harnessing that, finding the superpower, but also moving forward, you know, being a sponge, soaking up, finding your right people and, and living life with zest, you know, being excited about it. I love that. I feel inspired and motivated. I feel like I can go run a marathon, maybe not a marathon. That's a bit much, but let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I can get you there. <laughs> that is beautiful. I love Thank it. You. So, you know, what would you say, you know, for, for someone who might be listening, who maybe feels a little stuck and maybe they're surrounding themselves with the right people, but they just aren't really sure, you know, like what's their next step? What advice would you have for those people? This is so good. I got this. It's so good. So one of the things I learned when I was in one of my coaching programs, I did several, but one of the ones I got certified in, um, well-known lady, great program. You know, she said, you ask yourself, what is the one thing you can do today from where you are with what you have? You know, so many times we look at something, whether it's a goal to get healthier, it's a goal in our business, a goal in our relationships, whatever that is, we look at this big picture and we're right here at, at point A, right? We got to get to point Z. B through the rest of those letters looks extremely daunting. It looks overwhelming, right? And we're thinking, I got to I gotta chew this whole elephant, like this whole thing down, right? You can't. But if you look at this and go, what is one thing I can do today from where I'm at with what I have that'll bring me closer to my goal? That seems doable, right? So that's what I do every day. And that's what I tell my people. It's consistency. It's building upon where you're at, creating that sustainable change. So if you want to move out of everything, just pick that one small thing, one small thing. That, that feels a little scary, but not so scary that it's going to stop you, put you in decision paralysis, whatever, lock you in your room and be consistent with that for a while. And then add upon that. I and you create, that. Yeah. Create the long-term change. Framing it as one thing. It feels so much more attainable. It's like, oh, I can do one thing. Exactly. One thing is beautiful. Yeah. And then the one thing turns into two things because you get excited, then three things and four things. Then all of a sudden, you know, I joke yesterday I was doing my to-do list. It's so funny because like I write things on my, it's actually more like a doodle. I don't know what you call those doodle things, whatever. My to-do list is like scribbled all over because I add things as I go. And so yesterday, one of the goals was clear this page. That was the goal, clear the page. And I was all excited because I love, I love highlighters. So, you know, like I take my highlighter and I mark things off with it. And I'm like, man, at the end of the day, like you hold that thing up and you're like, I'm just kicking butt here. Like I knocked everything off this paper. I will tell you, I'm not going to lie though. I didn't clear the page yesterday. I didn't get it all done. That's okay. Because you were able to use your beautiful highlighters, which made you feel good <laughs> and happy. I'm an yes. office supply junkie. So I completely relate. I love planners and pens and all these things. And I, I, I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. It's awesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, you know, if someone listening is, you know, I'm sure everyone listening is, you know, loving your energy and, you know, I feel zesty uh, already. So if someone, you know, is interested in, in working with you, what would that look like? 
Oh goodness, this would be fun. So I do, I, I'm a coach. I do a lot of individual coaching. I'm actually right now in the process, which is so fun. I'm, I'm creating a uh, online, it's going to be it's, it's more in the fitness line, but it deals a lot with wellness because I'm all about the mindset. So I don't really want to get into like diet and exercise. I can do all that. Don't, that's not my favorite part. Cause I really think in order for things to stick, we got to get that mindset, right? So I do a lot of individual coaching and then I do do some group coaching. And so I tell everybody, you know, typically what I'm finding when I work with people is depending on where they come in when they start, you know, some people like you and I, our mindsets are kind of there, so we don't have to do as much, but it's usually somewhere around the eighth or the 11th week when I'm seeing my clients make this shift, like really make this mental shift. And here's what's funny about it. They will come to me for specific things. Like one of my gals was going to fighter pilot school and wanted to get physically prepared to go to fighter pilot school. I had another one that came in that was building a business that is in the beginning stages of creating this. And because I have that business background, I can definitely bring in tools and techniques on how do we launch that business and get it going. But again, it evolves. Everything starts up here in the head first. So I'm finding that they'll come in for these reasons and we'll hit those reasons, but it's so much bigger than that because I tell people I'm not a Band-Aid. I'm not your Band-Aid. I'm not your quick fixer. I'm not your person that's going to be like, okay, I'm going to get you there. No, I want what you're doing to stick. I want it to stick. So while we're doing all those little things to help you get to that goal, I'm going to be working on your mindset on the background to help strengthen your self-confidence so that when you and I are finished, guess what? You're going to be able to transpose that material that we've done, all that hard work we've done, and take that to any goal that you want to reach going forward. And it'll apply to anything because once you heal you and work on you, it rolls over to anything you're doing in life. Wow. I love that you were saying that you've seen that between like the eighth and 11th week, that's when it usually happens. Why, why then? Why do you think that's the case? I think it's because in the beginning, we're still, a lot of these people coming in haven't, you know, and it may, again, maybe just depending on where they're coming in. And that's why I give the eight or 11, but I think it's because, you know, I have seven things that I talk about two of five of which are daily activities that you do. And two of which are activities that you bring in weekly. We've touched upon a couple of them in our talk and in little random conversation. But again, I'm about building this consistency. So think about how long it takes to build habits. Okay. If I'm introducing something in and we don't always introduce them in order because sometimes they bring something to me and guess what? We got to cover it right there. So although I have a plan, I will tell you it's a seven to eight week period of time that I'm going to cover this material. We may cover it in the first couple of weeks, but now what happens is against the learning curve. How long does it take them to build the consistency of doing these habits, these patterns over and over and over so that we break the mental shift and we get that we get them on that other side where guess what? When they're coming to me in the beginning, it may be, I'm nervous about doing this to I got this. Like, I feel good about this. And I know because I just released a client this week. I just released this client and I knew this client was ready. This client knew. So when the client said to me, you know, Jennifer, I feel like I'm ready to go. I'm like, you got this. Like, I, I, I'm getting chills because I, like, I already, I knew it. I knew it a few weeks ago that this person was ready to move on by the nest, you know, and they know that if they get in that spot again, where they need help, just call me. I mean, we can all set up another follow-up session. Sometimes it just may be a little quick, just get you back in the boot, you know, back, back in the mind frame. But it seems somewhere in there is when they really start grabbing the consistency and they start saying, you know, here's the best thing is when someone says to you that, and, and they'll say, I came in for this reason and then they recognize all of a sudden a relationship has been affected. Something in their relationship has gone differently in a positive way. And all I can do is sit back and say, you're showing up differently. 
you are showing up differently to the table and this person is probably responding differently to you. And that's why, you know, when, when somebody's stuck and they don't really know what direction to do or to go or to do or to take, it's because they don't really feel confident yet with their gut intuition or what it is that they really should be doing. And we just got to get them stronger in here. So without a doubt, they look at that and they go, you know, I'm scared to do this, but I got this. Mm. Have that, con- you know what I mean? Have that confidence to go into something. Like I, I tell people every day, I'm, it's not that I wake up and I tackle something and go, I'm not scared. I'm scared all the time. I just feel confident in my ability to weather through it. Mm. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. I know I'm going to do it. I love it. That makes so much sense. And, and what that makes me think of is, you know, I know for me, I've always, I know that my gut is always spot on my intuition, extremely intuitive person. And, um, I think a lot of us as, you know, visionaries are, and that's why I think that we, you know, are able to do what we do. Um, but I think of, you know, back when like I was telling you before pre-divorce, um, my mindset wasn't right. And so I didn't have that voice that was able to say, yes, like listen to your gut. Cause anytime I didn't, I was like, why didn't I just listen to myself? So I love that you really help people get, you know, over this kind of hump in their life so that you can release them. I loved how you said that, you know, it's like, I, I picture like a, a ceremony, you know, or some sort of, you know, spiritual release. It's just, uh, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a process. And I love that you help people kind of navigate through that process to, to get, you know, where they have the ability to kind of trust their gut and trust their intuition and then really move beyond. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, a, I love how you said that the release, like, it's like in my mind, I'm visioning this, like you're a free bird. Now you can fly the nest. You, I can you've got this So You know, the world is your oyster. Just go for it. You know um, it is, it's really, it's a process. And I, I love seeing people succeed. And I really, I I love it more when they can say to me, I feel good about where I'm at right now, because that is an internal piece. It's, you know, I say in life, balance is hard to find because balance, you always have to give and take whatever you want. You had to give something to take. When my kids were little, I had to do differently. Now they're older. I can, I can do my thing. I can go shine or do whatever I want to do. I've got that space to do it, but it's really about finding harmony. It's about finding that place where, you know, that your gut is saying to you, do this. And it keeps calling at you and it keeps saying, you know, Hey, this idea just sounds so exciting. Do it. Just go. I mean, do a pros and cons list, look at it. And if your heart is really calling, figure a way out. Because if you think about something long enough, you're going to subconsciously start doing behaviors that are going to gravitate towards what you want. That's why I was joking my house. I don't say joke. I tell my kids, don't tell me what you don't want to hear because that's going to keep happening. I don't want to hear that. What do you want? You know, because whatever you fixate on is how your behavior is going to evolve and fold out. I mean, if you tell yourself you're tired when you get up in the morning, what are you going to do? You're going to be tired all day. But if you get up and you're like, I'm making magic happen today. Like you got pixie dust coming off, like fairy dust coming off your head. Like, you know what I mean? And who doesn't get excited about that? You know, oh. people, people want to be around that. And so, you know, it's, it's just about getting back to what we keep saying, having that zest for life. Yeah. I mean, if you share, you know, gratitude and are grateful and are thankful for the things, even if it's just that you have maybe a really organized silver drawer full of yes. forks, you know, even if it's, those are the, the small things, you know, those are still things to be celebrated. So, so I love that, you know, even in 
you know, maybe your, yes. your darker times, you were able to still be appreciative of something. I think yes. that's great. They're, they're never organized though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about those forks anymore. I got bigger things to do now, but back then that's what it was. I was just happy we had them in there, you know? So exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. I love your energy. I love everything that you're about. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, if people want to connect with you, where would be the best place to find you? Oh my goodness, I'm everywhere. So easiest place, if you want to get to everything, would be my webpage, which is just jenniferloading.com. And so that's L-O-E-H-D-I-N-G.com. Because that links my podcast, my book, and it's got all my blog stuff in there. I'm not as I'm not as quick on the blog. I have to, I love to write, but you know, it takes time to develop that. And so I find that because I'm doing so much in the podcast world and all my other stuff that I've got going on. And um, I have to just again, it's that finding harmony. I got to give and take what's more important at the moment. And what am I enjoying? Um, but website would be good. And then of course I'm all over social media too. So I've got a YouTube page for, for my podcast, which is starter girls. And then, um, in social media, I'm just under Jennifer loading. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your magic, your zest for life, your energy. It has just been, you know, an honor to be able to chat with you. So thank you so much for being on the hidden entrepreneur show. Thank you. And thank you for having me honor talking with you as well. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.